Look, just so you know, I'm not a total nerd. I also happen to be super into close-up magic. What a nerd. All right, nerds. Let's go. Get those nerds! Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Rain. With me are Chris and Ethan, and this week we are talking Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Actually, not Captain America 2. Yes, I know. It's Captain America, The, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Captain America, colon, The Winter Soldier. Anyway. Captain America has a Winter Soldier in his colon? <laughs> hey. He looked, he looked surprisingly okay with that. You know, it wasn't like... I don't like to you judge You think he'd people. be really upset. So if he does, then he enjoys it. Because if, if, if it's winter... You know, it's cold, it's and then nice if it's a soldier, so he's, he has a cold war in his butt. Exactly. So you mean that uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury should have said, hey, what's that stick up your ass, or what's that winter soldier up your ass in there somewhere? No. No? No, he shouldn't have said that at all. What's in your colon? No. no. Just just let, let me do it. <laughs> and then Whatever. So, okay, so there. first off, this will probably have some spoilers in it. And well, no, first off, let's say this. This will have spoilers in it. There's no way to review the film without giving away any major plot points. And we probably won't be holding ourselves back from revealing some of the spoilers later that have surprisingly not leaked super bad. So if you have not seen the film, do not listen to this. Go see the film, then come back and listen to this. Now, this is actually the first time we've gotten to talk about it, too, because we started to talk about it on Saturday night, but Kloost was with us, and... uh, since he hadn't seen it, we couldn't really do anything or talk. Nah, about it. That didn't stop you. You still talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> only when he was not there. No, when no, he was there, he, he walked back in. You kept talking about it. So, okay. Maybe. First off, what did so you guys let's, think? let's do let's do the background. Okay, Captain America: Winter Soldier, based on Ed Brubaker's story. Yes, uh, a picture that surprisingly, once I found out afterward, cost less than two hundred million dollars to make. Really? Ooh. Yes, one seventy four, wow. one seventy four and change, um, has made over three hundred million dollars already worldwide. worldwide. Shattered. Fast, Fur- Fast Furious Five, Five Furious, Fat, whatever the hell that movie is, shattered. Fast five. It's the yeah. It was really is that it? It, it was Fast, Fast five, five. Yeah. Fast five. Wow, I added a lot of words to that. Um, shattered Fast Five's April weekend opening record mm-hmm. made over ninety. Ninety two. Ninety two. It was like ninety three point six. That yeah. was ninety two point seven. Uh, yeah. Ninety two point seven. The, the wave. wave. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> So I made ninety million dollars in North America. Did ten million the the Thursday night showing at nine o'clock. Yeah, so a very big picture, further cementing my theory that it does not matter where you open a film, when you open a film, as long as your film is good mm-hmm. and has mm-hmm. that buzz going in. Because the pre buzz for this was well, I think it's mainly because it's a Marvel film. And well, not only is it a Marvel, Marvel film, Marvel. but I think I sequel. think it helped. It's a sequel to a movie that. Kind of sits in the middle, at least for me. I, I noticed that people aren't like, oh my God, this is my favorite. And nobody's, you know, Captain America is the worst mm-hmm. one. So it kind of fits in that middle, which I thought might have hurt mm-hmm. when they first announced they're doing the sequel for it. But after being in Avengers, I think Cap got more of his clout back. A little bit, but I think more than anything, it was the fact that the early. Well, there's, there's three things. One, that trailer was awesome. Yes. Two, it's based on, on a story lightly it's based on a story within the winter soldier of something that was received very well mm-hmm. well that and it gets critical praise for edward baker's story and third was the early reviews for it from the premiere from international where it released a little bit early those coming in saying this is a fantastic film mm-hmm. really helped mm-hmm. 
that whole thing that they showed in the trailer, which is happens to be one of the beginning shots of Cap going out of the back of the of the plane with no chute, was taken out of the Ultimates. Yeah, all those pieces all over right. the place. Which was I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it later, but I think the easiest way to do this is, and we'll start with Ethan. What did you think of the first film? What was your expectation going into the second film? And what did you feel after the second film? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I say even though I remember one of these episodes way far back, we did our top five on our Marvel films, and I realized I left Captain America out. Cause for some did reason, you? I did. I have to go back and listen to it, but I thought you put Cap in there. No. Because I, I, I remember I chose Hulk yes. over Captain America. And I was well, that's Hulk right. smash you had, Cap. You had Iron Man and Iron Man 2 in there. Yeah. Over, you had Iron Man 2 over Cap. Hmm. Hold on. Let's stop right there. You had Iron Man 2 in your top five? I did. I enjoyed the film. All right. Keep going. Okay. So. You had Iron Man 2 in your top five? <laughs> I think you're moving on. I think yours was Avengers, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2, and Thor. Thor. Okay, well, okay. Cap. So Cap is in your so top five. Cap went and has made his before, way back yeah, to before. the top five. So is that dropping out Thor or is that dropping out Iron Man two? Dropping out Hulk. So you're keeping Iron Man two in there. I am. I enjoyed that film. <laughs> okay. okay. Look, I'm a, I'm a fan of any film that takes Scarlett Johansson, puts a red wig on her, and puts her in a spandex suit. But wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so Cap's in your top five. Okay. So you enjoyed so Cap. I enjoyed you, Cap. You we're talking Cap. Cap. We're wasn't talking uh, the first, first Avenger. Avenger. Yes, that's what right. I'm saying. Uh, wasn't my favorite out of the Marvel movies, but I it was definitely maybe I'd say even top three out of the ones that I would choose. Um, going from that, seeing the trailer for the new one, the Winter Soldier, I would say I had a high expectations for this movie to be really good. Okay. And then after seeing it, I was pleased. <laughs> well, okay. Wow. <laughs> never, <laughs> would never get a job as a movie reviewer. <laughs> Ethan, what did you think of the film? I was pleased. You know so, what? The funny thing is even Rich has told me to put uh, our movie reviews based on trailers on our website. And I stopped doing that after a while because I know for a fact I cannot review yeah. anything. <laughs> we took that down. Well, well, <laughs> and he was so hell bent on let's, let's, okay, giving me let's, the right to some movie. So, right. so in in terms of pleased, mm-hmm. did it meet your expectations? Then was it the film that you thought you were going to get? Uh, I would say yes, and then a little more. And a little more. Okay. Okay. So now the same question to you: What did you think of the first Cap, first Avenger? What did you think of the trailer? <laughs> That's going to be fun. And then what did you think? What did you think going into the film, and then after the film? For Winter Soldier. Going into Captain America, uh, First Avenger, that was, I, I, I wanted to see it. I was excited that they're doing Cap because Cap's one of my favorite comic book characters. Um, coming out of Cap, I was a little disappointed. I, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was one of, the, you know, it's in the top six, I would say. Were you disappointed because you walked out of the theater at 3.20 in the morning? That and was had a little to carry bit. carry Mikey's <laughs> lifeless body as he was asleep. At Comic-Con after being on the floor all day long. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, well, actually, basing it off of my second viewing of it. So after the DVD came out, and I, you know, I got the Blu-ray and everything, and I watched it, I found myself getting taken out of the film more because I know I could see and tell what was CG and what wasn't. Especially like when they're chasing down the Valkyrie at the end with, when they're in the uh, Red Skull's you know convertible, 
you can tell that that's you know you can just see the plate behind it and tell that it's you know it's all CG and everything, and it just that takes you out of it. I was a little disappointed how they did Bucky's demise in the sto- in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I, I so there were several before, several elements I loved about it. Before going into Cap Two, where was it? Where was where was First Avenger? Probably six. Okay. So then you saw the trailer. Well, then I heard that it was going to be Winter Soldier. <laughs> so I got you very creamed, excited. You creamed yourself. I creamed myself. Because the Winter Soldier story is my favorite story by far. I love the character of Winter Soldier. You know, I, okay, just because I, I, you know, I have the hair that goes with it. So, and also since it is his left arm, which is his mechanical arm, because I'm left-handed. So that was the other thing that immediately. It's like a woman picking a sports <laughs> team based on the color of the uniform. But oh my god, I like blue. So the Dodgers are my favorite. I uh, love them because they're blue. I don't know anything about them. I don't know who's on the team. I don't even know what baseball is. After reading Rue Baker's story and seeing how they really fucked up Bucky mentally, and just I really fell in love with the character because I love characters that are psychologically fucked up. You know, it, so. After seeing the trailer and seeing the look of the Winter Soldier and everything, I got very excited because it they looked like they were staying true to at least the Winter Soldier and his origin in the, within the story. And I was glad that the trailers up until the very end they never revealed too much. There you know, they didn't reveal too many characters, too many ideas. There you could watch the trailer, get they excited. They didn't pull a Spider Man. Yeah, they didn't pull Spider Man. Remind me to tell you about that later. Keep going. <laughs> okay, going into the movie, I had already decided I was going to go see it Friday morning, and whether anybody was going with me or not, we saw it Friday morning in two D, and immediately went back Friday evening. Saw it with my wife and daughter in three D. I the thing that worried me the most about the film going into it was Falcon, and how they were going to do Falcon, and how Falcon's you know flight was going to work. And coming out of it, it didn't just meet my expectations. It exceeded them. And I was glad that they stayed true to the political thriller of it. And to be perfectly honest, I came out of this film almost the same way I came out of Batman the Dark Knight. I felt that it was, it, it was one of those films that if you took out the superhero costumes, that aspect of it, it still would work as a film. You know, it it worked as any one of Robert Redford's political thrillers that he had in the 80s and 90s. You know, the the espionage movies. It, it was a born identity slash Bond movie to me. Mm-hmm. You, Chris? So for me, um, I was actually mildly disappointed in the first Cap film. Um, I like Cap a lot. Not my favorite. Uh, not my favorite Avenger. That would be Thor, which is part of the reason why Thor has always been. The first Thor film's always been at the top of my Marvel movie list. It's biased on character completely. Um, I think it's a great film for one of my favorite characters, so I put it at the top. Cap, I thought the first half of Cap was really good, and I thought, well, maybe the first two-thirds. And then the last third of Cap, to me, wasn't as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, from someone who, my favorite aspect of Cap is the fact that he has a team in the Avengers of single individuals that can knock the planet out of orbit and yet they all follow him i love that aspect of his character and it wasn't really able to be put on display in that first film so i think that was part of the reason why it wasn't one of my favorites so 
when they announced Winter Soldier, I was ha- I thought that's that was a good way to go because it's probably the most well recognized and well received Cap story. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, obviously, in the last two decades or so, most of the other seminal Cap moments are in the early '80s. Um, but it wasn't until I saw the trailer, the first trailer, and it just blew me away. And I'm like, I want to see this film really bad because it looked more like an action adventure film, a political thriller, undertones of the whole aspect of Shield and how it worked, uh, how it was going to work going forward. Steve's relationship with Nick, Steve, which I have always enjoyed in the comic, is right. Roger's relationship with Fury. Um, so I was really excited to see it once I saw the trailer. The trailer did, did wonders. Mm-hmm. Saw the trailer. That first poster was amazing. I'm like, I want to see this Just film. the shield you're talking about. Um, no, the first one when he's on the back of the plane. I love that oh. poster. That, that, the imaging the on that poster. Yeah, yeah not, this, not the teaser, but the first like, release with, with him. Of well, even just the, the, the first teaser was still amazing, just to have that, that worn, torn shield. Yeah. So going to see the film, I had high expectations for it. And it exceeded the high expectations I had for it. Mm-hmm. I said afterwards, realizing that that picture didn't cost as much as Avengers, was kind of like, oh, okay, wow, because um, it was really well done. You had sort of, you know, when they first announced those two directors, Co- and they were comedian comedian directors. Like, oh, are you kidding me? Fantastic job directing. I thought having. Scarlett Johansson be such a big part of it as the Black Widow was a great choice. Robert Redford was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury is fantastic. The things that they held back. Um, the storyline not only follows Winter Soldier, but one of the biggest aspects of it, and again, super spoiler alert, is Bendis and Hickman's Secret Warriors. Yes. In which at the end of the first issue, you find out that Nick Fury, with this secret group that he had for Secret Invasion, reveals that Hydra exists within S.H.I.E.L.D. Not just a little faction, the whole organization of Hydra has been running through Shield and using Shield. You know, the last line is, "I've been working for the bad guys the whole damn time." Once it started to to roll in this film and realized that was part of the story, it got me even more excited. Secret, mm-hmm. Secret Warriors is one of my favorite favorite stories. So incredibly well executed. Um, Chris Evans is perfect. Just, just fantastic as as Cap, where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know, he still kind of has a little bit of that. Eh, I don't know really where I belong, but he's starting to grow into being a captain, being a leader. Well, the, and they had... and once you talk about without the without the superhero thing, the biggest part of this to me, there's no superheroes in it at all. At all. There's none. Well, you how many? Mean how powered, many? Time, you mean powered heroes? Nothing. Right. Not even that. Not even powered heroes. They never mention his super soldier serum. Never. There's no. It's not made up of a point. No, but he did of, say I gra- I got the best. Sol- if I was going to do this, I was going to get the best soldier in history to do it. Right, so, but but they don't talk about. It's not. It's not that it's the not, serum. Doing it's not it, Iron it's, Man's line. It's not Tony Stark's line of you're just a soldier in a bottle or whatever he right. says in Avengers. They threw all of that out. Mm-hmm. It was much more of him trying to catch up with time. It was about Steve's heart and his soul, mm-hmm. his morality, his sense of right and wrong, of uh, his relationships with the people that he loves. Right. The whole thing with, with Falcon, with Sam, the whole thing that with was, Nick. That was perfect. The whole thing, the, just a little scene with Peggy mm-hmm. 
so much in just a very small mm-hmm. scene. Well, even part of part of why I love Thor. There's so much in very small scenes. Mm-hmm. There's so much in him trying to grab that hammer, and then he can't pick it up. So subtly done, so quickly done. His moment with Peggy in the the rest home, right? Brilliantly done, and it's it's an action adventure pick. Mm-hmm. It's a political thriller. It has surprises in it. It has pieces in it. It's it's one of my favorites. And if it wasn't for the fact that Thor was is my favorite Avenger, this would be number one. It knocked Avengers out, and right. that's very tough. I mean, it's it's two and two A because Avengers. It's it's hard to knock Avengers out because it also has uh, Scarlett Johansson in a, in a wig and, and spandex. Um, but it also has Tom Hiddleston as a bad guy, which I thought was fantastic. But even, I mean, Robert Redford is so perfect in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was. Like, he was. You, you know he's going to turn, but you still believe, like, maybe he is trying to do the right thing. Nope, nope, wait, he's not. But oh, wait, nope, he's the bad guy. There he is. <laughs> did you also notice they gave a nod to the original comic book character that he was playing? Mm-hmm. That the whole thing about, you know, uh, him and, and Fury, you know, in Bolivia or wherever it was, that was all relating back to the comic book when they were basically agents together. So yeah, there's there's comic book nods all in it, and done in a way. It wasn't done in a way that wasn't as heavy handed as the TV show is done. Oh yeah, it just like I said, it was brilliantly written. It was. I think there was only one line that was kind of just. It seemed kind of heavy handed, and that was when uh, the whole Iron Man at the birthday party. That was like, but that that to be, because it's played off for humor like that, right. and it made sense because again, it's tying it into right. that world of. And I, I think it was also a nod to the fact that Steve still has connections with people mm-hmm. in the Avengers. So it was, it was again, subtlety. Right. Subtlety of you kind of think, okay, he still knows those guys. You know, he can still call Tony whenever he needs to. Right. And he's obviously working with one of them. I was surprised there wasn't anything with Clint except for her, except for Black Widow wearing the, the arrow necklace for the whole time. I, I was kind of waiting the whole film for to something see, to if see there Clint. was something there. Or and even that's, mention but, him on another Yeah, but that's kind of a cool thing of they've done it so well in the past that you they, they still keep you kind of on your toes as you're waiting for that sort of thing and, and yeah. you don't really see one the mid credit sequence was great the final credit sequence was eh. I but see I think the final sequence I, I think that one really does it shows you that cap got to him yeah and I know it I know it had to be there but it still was just I thought it could have been something more but whatever. now we're going to jump around here but because you mentioned the mid se- the mid credit sequence did you feel that they put the twins in there just to say, "Ha, we got them on the screen before you, Fox." No, I think it's there's there's I think there's two pieces in it that um, the mid credit sequence has two pieces that lead to future Avengers films. Yes, have, it does. You have um, the scepter, the, the twins, and then the scepter, which, as I've thought for a while, contains it's, the mind gem right. for uh, the Infinity Gauntlet that we'll see in Avengers three. Yeah, and uh, there'll be pieces of it probably. So we've actually Guardians. seen three of the Infinity. Gauntlet. We th- we think they they haven't. We know come down two. and say, yeah, you know, you know, two. There's the the tesseract is one of them, right. and the red, dark ether, whatever, right. from Thor is the second, and, this and then through it, and something that I thought after I saw Thor two, because of the way that the scepter affects mm-hmm. the heroes and Avengers, that that is a, at least a portion of the mind gem, right, and then we'll see where it goes going forward. So yeah, we think we've seen three of them. Um, with that mid sticking with that mid scene. Um, we we know that Marvel can't use the word mutants to describe anyone with special gifted powers, and I'm doing the air quotes that no one can see. So they used a miracle to describe um, Quicksilver and and Scarlet Witch's powers. Do you think that that's acceptable, or do you think that they are going to somehow 
I don't think it's going to be a term. But you don't think it's going to be? No, they're just going to call them powered. They're just super-powered people. That's what they've been referred to on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series the whole time. People have powers or Mm superpowers. They won't use the word mutant. It doesn't really matter to me at all. A miracle is more of, I I think he's uh, the the, the villain in the midst is is Von Strucker. Strucker, yes. Which hoping they use him for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's not someone so big that he can become... Well, it's possible because he, the actor playing Von Strucker actually has been on NBC's uh, Dracula. Yeah, he's someone So he's a TV when, actor. When I'm glad it was someone not like Benicio Del Toro that you're like, that guy's never going to do right. weekly series. I'm hoping that was kind of part of it too because we'll, we'll get to it later after we kind of finish this part, but how... I think it's interesting to discuss how this affects... Mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. besides canceling it immediately because no one is going to see that show and go, oh, this looks dumb. Oh, right. this, this looks, why doesn't, this doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> well, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we, we saw Agent Sitwell. For, last we saw him was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last week. He was on the plane and then left the plane to go back to the hub or, you know, to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. And when they were trying, I was trying to, to figure out where I saw him before, I'm like, wait, was he in the show just last week? But he he's shown up in bit parts throughout the Marvel universe. He's been in a couple of the one shots with Coulson. You saw him in Thor. You saw him in Thor two, and I think you even saw him in the Avengers. And when I saw him show up, and I knew he was going to be a part of Agents of Shield because he's been on there two or three times. But when he showed up in Cap, I thought. When I first saw him at the very beginning, I was like, "Oh wait, are they making Sitwell the new Coulson? You know that that Agent Shield or that Shield agent that is going to be kind of the audience? You know, where Col- the way Coulson was for you know the first few movies or the, for Phase One at least. So I thought that's where they were going to go with Sitwell until that whole thing just did a complete turn on you in the middle of the film. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, I guess that's going to play into the show, too. Because, I mean, if, if Sitwell just shows up next week on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like, surprise, and everybody's going to go, wait, you just got thrown across the freeway. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so, taking back to the beginning of the, of, the, of the movie, we get a few comic book hints right off the bat. We get some nods to the comic book with a couple of the characters that they show immediately at the beginning of the first, I guess, mission, you would say, with Cap going to the uh, ship, um, which we got the Leaper, which was r- really cool. Because the Leaper. He's, he's one of these characters that's always been a minor character that's never, you know. Here's the thing. With this, is le- this is the thing. Batrock's the Leaper, when he first came out, was a joke because no one thought you could do what Batrock was doing. Batrock's only three decades ahead of his time because what he was shown doing back in the 60s and 70s ended up being parkour and ended up being that type of martial arts Mm -hmm. of flying all over the place, which is the one thing that that I've kind of had a problem with modern action movies when they have those hand-to-hand sequences, and you kind of see it when Cap's running through the ship. It's that quick cut, and you really don't get a sense of the fighting. It's just sort of like, oh. The long shot of him fighting Batrock was so fantastic Mm -hmm. because it looked like an old-school kung fu movie. Right. You know, where it's just a long shot, and it's like, okay, you guys are going to fight for 20 seconds, and we're not going to cut. You've got to just keep going. Well, the way they did that widescreen, you know, basically the two of them from the the sides. It was a video game. Yeah, it was, was you know, it might as well have been Capcom Marvel versus. Exactly. It was really (laughs) well done. Um, Those little pieces were fantastic. Yeah, you get Zaleeper, you get a mention of Doctor Strange or Stephen Strange. You get Cap throwing his shield and ricocheting and bouncing around like it does in the comic books and coming back to him. 
you know, which was nice to have it. Didn't you get that in Avengers? Well, they, too? Yeah, they did it, it did it a couple times. They really this time because remember did it in the first one. Too, but you remember in the first one they they did it like once or twice. But he relied on his guns in the first one. In Avengers, he did it a couple of times at, towards the end, and he did it once with with Tony, or when that you had the Tony, or when you had the Iron Man Thor Cap battle. But it wasn't really showing it bouncing and hitting like two or three different enemies and then coming back to him or getting stuck or him having, you know, it didn't show it, it like the boomerang effect it has in the comic books. This time you really got that. And if you notice, Cap never picked up a gun in this movie. No, he doesn't. Well, I think it's especially when you kind of get to his his uh, problems with Fury and his problems with S.H.I.E.L.D. and his problems with the helicarrier of the idea of just, you know, pointing a gun at the world and going, do what we say or else we're going to fire. It, it kind of, it wouldn't have fit. So, yeah, it, I mean, they, they've always kind of struggled that even with the comics of the idea of who Cap was in World War II. And then, you know, as comic books got more nice for children, Cap didn't right. kill anybody anymore. And it was like, oh, I'm not going to use guns anymore. Only reason Batman doesn't use a gun. He used a gun when he first came out. He used to carry a forty-five, um, but didn't anymore because like, oh no, comics code. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's, but he also doesn't um, he doesn't seem to object to you know the other people that are using it. It's not like right in a Batman film where he tells everyone you know don't kill anybody. Cops kind of like I'm not going to kill anybody. Maybe I'm going to throw people off a ship in the middle of the ocean. So well, even they're Fury. probably not going to make it. Even Fury makes the comment to him when you know Cap has that little meeting with Fury, and he finds out that um, that uh, Black Widow has her own mission within his mission, and you know it's like, well, I had her do things that I knew you wouldn't or you weren't capable of doing. Yeah, well, that just speaks to you weren't comfortable doing. Right. Yeah, that just speaks to his general. Yeah. His general is anyway. Um, there's been a lot of rumors and talk about Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch, about Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow getting her own film. And uh, most people up until now have said, well, you know, no one's going to see a Black Widow film. No one's going to care. I think after this film, the Black Widow as a character came as a movie character came into her own and could definitely hold doing a, her own spy movie. Well, after Iron Man 2, I was waiting for them to have. I said even after Iron Man 2. I said she should get her own film. Well, yeah, it it depends on the type of genre film that you're doing. I mean, you can do a Black Widow film as a spy film, and it'll work because that's her background. That's what she's a part of. Mm -hmm. um, you could probably delve into her origin a little. You can deal with her time in the Red Room or whatever they decide to change the name to if they decide to change the name for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it shows that you're not doing the same type of film for every film. Thor is more of a fantasy film mm -hmm. when you really watch it just based on the the kind of, just the settings alone have much more of a fantasy vibe to it. Right. And this film is, much, you know, political thriller, an action movie, you know, straight ahead action movie much more so than, than the other one, you know, old school guns and guts type of film mm -hmm. so yeah i think you could totally see black widow have her own film at some point whether they go with that i don't know because they've, they've got a pretty full slate oh yeah that's true i mean i don't think it's something that's really high up on their list at the moment 
but because they rumored a few. I mean, they had Doctor Strange. It's even strange, uh, you know, Doctor Strange as a as a, t- a possible film, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel or Miss Marvel as a possible film, Black Panther as a possible right. film. Well, they've also but see here's the other thing. They've also said that Sebastian Stan, you know, the Winter Soldier, has signed on for nine movies. This seven. one, no, they, they originally said nine. So it it says, no, it's seven. Okay, so then my, it might have been he originally signed on for nine. And you had Cap nine, one. The nine was Samuel Cap and then, Well, no, Sam, I know Samuel L. Jackson had nine, too. Yeah. But um, no, Sebastian Zoss signed on for seven films. Whatever it is, you could always do a Black Widow Winter Soldier story, which they've teamed up in the comic book several times. Matter of fact, after what after uh, after Siege, they, were, they, they went off together. No, it was after um, Fear Itself. Fear Itself, yeah. So yeah, that I mean, I I think that could work as well. Um, but see, the other thing is, if Marvel's talking about going to four films a year, then you're going to have to fill it in with some of these other little. Films. Yeah, I don't know if they're actually going to do that. I don't think they will. I don't think they That's will. That's going to be tough. They four films a year yeah, for they're, them. They're, I think a lot of people are waiting to see what happens in 2015. You have so many franchises that are coming out with new pieces in 2015, mm. and I think. That more than anything else is going to show oversaturation of the market, and you're going to see people back off. Oh yeah, I'd even go so far as to say I, I would almost see Disney get to the end of that year and say, you know what, maybe we won't do a film every year. Yeah, we'll I, go ahead with the one in 2016, but their 2018 single film they could dump. Apparently, they have Marvel plans through 2028. Oh yeah, Marvel's Marvel's got a plan, but right, that's the thing with plans when they're Doesn't for mean the next decade and a half. It doesn't mean they're going to happen. Right. As of right now, their plan is we're releasing Cap 3 two years from now. Yep. They're, they're the May 6, 2016. Yeah, May 6, 2016. Which is going to be against Batman, Superman, you or know. Justice League, or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, that's... We'll see. Uh, you, so don't, you don't think they're going to do it? I think one of them's going to back off of it. Do you? Oh, yeah. I, I, do you think that it'll end up being Batman, Superman that moves again? Doesn't matter. To April? It really doesn't matter. They don't move to April. They probably won't finish that film in time, um, but it's it's whether they go to four films, whether they stay with two films. I mean, there's obviously a lot of properties to to take up. They've obviously shown that they've done properties as TV series. Their deal with Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, those series are going to end, and they'll see. Well, maybe there's something else we can do. You know, maybe we'll do a Moon Knight short movies, you know, short series. Maybe we'll do. Well, a yeah, they had talked about Moon Knight a few Strange. years ago. Yeah, they talked about Moon Knight in a couple of places. And so a lot of this stuff is just rumor of people getting on the internet. Like, I want to see a Black Panther movie. Marvel's planning a Black Panther movie because John in his mom's basement said they are. Right. Um, <laughs> so who knows where they'll go from that. The biggest thing with this film, uh, again, super major spoilers, at the very end of it, S.H.I.E.L.D. no longer exists. Yes. You have a show on ABC Called- that sometimes is on on Tuesdays. Every like three four weeks, they show a new episode called Marvel's Agents of Shield. Yes. Now it's Marvel's Agents of it no longer exists, and they've hinted at and they've said it now that the reason they pushed everything back was because the upcoming episode tomorrow night apparently deals with the fallout of Captain America. Captain America Winter Soldier. So where does that TV series go? Where does it go for season two? Maybe you're going to get what you wanted originally a rogue. Shield agent or Rogue Shield Squad that goes out and deals with the superheroed people, or you could get the reformation of Shield. Yes, we saw Maria Hill um, in an interview, so, so to speak. We saw her, you know, doing a lie detector test in front at uh, Stark Industries, but 
that could be just, you know, her meeting with Tony to make sure that she's not a Hydra agent. And then they go off. Well, I think the implication of it is that she's left and she's going. Well, it said human resources, but yeah, I mean, that's that's I. That is very clearly she's going for a job interview. At was it still Stark Industries or did they change it? No, it's in Stark Industries. I was hoping they changed Mm -hmm. it to Stark International. Um, That would have been a great Easter egg too. Uh, So I think Maria Hill is gone. The sort of. I'm missing the word. I want to say intuition, but it's not. Insinuation is that it's uh, Natasha's. It's Black Widow's. She's yeah, going off. I could see that. But, but you know, she, when you get it towards the end there, you're sort of looking going, you could see her start her own because Nick's headed off to Europe to yes. deal with things, which sounds a lot like Secret uh, Secret War. Mm-hmm. Um, another Bendis written. Which, but there's also, piece. if you remember correctly, in the Winter, Sto- Winter Soldier storyline, even though they used Red Skull and everything like that, and they used Aid instead of AIM. Remember that they had a uh, division of AIM that had broken off, and they were working for the Red Skull and for Hydra. Um, they actually shield and Captain America and you know Black Widow and everybody when they were tracking before they start tracking down the Winter Soldier has to go stop a dirty bomb type you know explosion in. England and in Paris, and you know they had to spend some time in Europe. So Fury going to Europe kind of gives a nod to that, and also kind of sets up Secret War. It sounded much more like Secret War to me that he had stuff he had to clean up in in Europe. But yeah, there's really nobody left except her. And you know we'll see what happens this week and in, in in the weeks coming. It may be that colson's group is the only group left from shield and now they're hunting you know they, they say it in the movie there's still pockets of hydra out there right and that they're still using shield technology they're still using shield safe houses and there was a, uh, still there was still a lot hydra. of shield agents and people of shield right. that weren't and had no knowledge of what, hydra what a, it sounds almost reverse of what they did in the comics after uh secret invasion when shield becomes hammer under norman osborne at the end of it at the end of siege you have the agents loyal to Osborne being kicked out of Hammer, which right. then reforms itself as Shield. You would have sort of the same thing here, where you kick out all the Hydra agents, or at least try and identify them. But if the whole thing is dirty, you're just going to tear the whole thing down. You've lost your base of operations, which mm-hmm. I think was done so much intentionally for the TV series. Going, oh, yeah. We're going to destroy this because you can't see this anymore. We can't afford it. Um, the whole idea of that organization being so big mm-hmm. you know there, there was an interview that i read online today talking about the future of colson's group is what's on the plane is what they have right and that's it there's no backup anymore and it gives them a little bit more of a free reign they'll dump the whole idea of they have to report to headquarters and that sort of thing they take the mm-hmm. shackles off of them but they also don't have any of the resources they've said that someone in the group is a traitor who knows who it is well, I really hope it's Grant and he gets shot in the face. Um, <laughs> the, I think a lot of what was insinuated in last week's is that not only Sitwell, but Victoria Hand is not working right. uh, for, for S.H.I.E.L.D. directly, that she is a Hydra agent as well, and I think she may end up being the big bad guy that she is part of. Well, you remember, because Sitwell was in there, so that means that they could have it where Hand is the good guy, and she ends up re, or at least continuing on a smaller form of Well, also remember, Victoria Hand was used a lot in Norman Osborn's Oh, group, yeah. And she was towing that line of following Osborn 
and doing what he told her to do because she was trying to keep it from getting worse. Right. So she ends up being, and Cap is the one that puts her on New Avengers afterwards. Right. But well, you, she you can use it one way or the other. But remember what they said last week in it, in that the clairvoyant isn't clairvoyant. Right. It's someone who has access to the files. It Correct. could be Sitwell. It could be her. You know, well, then they kind, the of, they kind of kind of, and she it, continues to try and cleanse mm-hmm. people in that group. The one where the Grant and the stupid Bobbit kid who I can't understand because he talks to his teacher who telling what dish um, fits whatever. When they go to disarm that bomb, she's right. willing for just to blow up the whole facility with the two of them in it. Mm-hmm. So she's she's willing to just lay waste to this entire team. So we still also have Agent Thirteen out there too. Yeah, I don't know if you're really gonna. St- she's still doing revenge, so right. I don't think Which is an ABC revenge. show, so she's still under contract for ABC. Um, speaking of her, you were talking about those scenes that you know they, there was they did, were subtle scenes, but they gave so much away to it. As a comic book fan and somebody that's read the comics and knows the backstory of Agent Thirteen, aka Sharon Carter. Spoiler alert! There, um, did you? Did you get the sense of the dynamic between Steve and Sharon in that little scene in the hallway? Because well, I did. Just, I, it, the, just their connection at that point reminded me of some of the moments they have in the comic books together. Well, it's it's just a, a, a romance scene, so you know it was it was done well, especially that she kind of spurns his advances because she can't get too close to him because she's supposed to be watching him. But then so, she also tells him not to get too far away. Yeah, well, because she's supposed to be watching. <laughs> right. So. It would have been really nice to not know the casting beforehand. That would have been nice, yeah. Because people that I know went to see it who didn't really pay attention to the casting of it were surprised to see her, you know, bust into the into the apartment and pick Steve or Steve pick Nick Fury up. Right. Um, (laughs) Get at the story of this is something that I I found on uh, one of my friends uh, that I met through. Another, the puck podcast that I do, he was talking about the fact that his friend doesn't read comics. Right. He forgot that when he was first discussing the Winter Soldier and thought everybody knew the story <laughs> of the Winter Soldier and said, yeah, when Bucky comes back as the Winter Soldier. And his oh, friend just no. looked at him and said, he does. <laughs> there were people in the theater who were surprised when he takes the mask off. Yeah. And <laughs> even when he takes the mask off, people are still looking like, I don't recognize that dude. Because it's been, I, I it's been a few years. And, and his hair is went, longer. Yeah, and when it's when when he says Bucky, it was, <gasps> you know, you heard it in a couple of places. We were in a very crowded theater because we went first thing in the morning on Saturday. But that moment struck me too. I'm like, oh, that's right. There are people that don't realize that. Yeah, you know, we're, a, we're such an, an enclosed community that everybody kind of knows. Even if they haven't read the story, they know the background of it and they know who the Winter Soldier is. Yeah, it was like me because I haven't I haven't read uh, too much of the comics side of Captain America. But you know, I I still knew that Bucky came back, or he's he's notorious for dying and coming back. So no, he's not notorious for that. No, he's one of the only characters that has died and his death held for longer. Well, long, here's here's uh, we'll, we'll a longer go period of time. Bucky was one of there was a triumvirate of sacred souls, mm-hmm. and it was the four the three people that Marvel always said could never come back. One is Uncle Ben. From Spider-Man, two is Gwen Stacy from Spider-Man, and three was Bucky. Bucky couldn't come back. As the story goes, Ed Brubaker pitched this to Joe Quesada, uh, who at the time was editor in chief of Marvel Comics. And I always love the story because this, to me, is uh, it illustrates the difference between 
the way Joe was running things in Marvel and the way that DC was running things. DC brought back Jason Todd, right. immediately said it's a fake out. Then when they realized the fan reaction was that's awesome, they brought Jason Todd back and it was so anticlimactic. Uh, with <laughs> Joe Casada, he looked at it and said, you know what? I like this. We're going to do it. And there was a backup plan. If fans hated it, they were going to kill Bucky at the end of that mm-hmm. first story. They yep. were going to murder him again. Um, when that came out, thank God the internet didn't wasn't what it was now. Because I read it when it first came out. I started that series. And when you started to figure it out, along with Steve, that you know he's faced this character, and you start to get those hints that this character has a connection to his past, you start going, wait a minute. No, that can't be. And you, you get to that page where it reveals that it is Bucky. It's that holy beep moment. Yep. In a comic book, and it was fantastic, and it was awesome to read month to month for it. Mm-hmm. You know, before knowing the you know once it had been revealed, and they've done a great job with them since. But that was Bucky was gone for years and years and years, and he never thought he was going to come back. When and the only reason Steve Rogers dies was well. uh, after Civil War, Bucky picks up the shield eventually and becomes Bucky Cap, which is still really which cool. Still, which is my vote. That's going to be. Oh. I don't. I don't see how it can't be. Because it'll be after Avengers 2. The only reason that I think it wouldn't be is because they'll want Chris Evans in Avengers 3. Well, when I say once Chris Evans is done with uh, the Marvel Universe with being Cap, well, my you'll guess get is it. Chris Evans is going to die in Avengers. You three. think? Yeah. In Avengers 3. Yeah. I, I I Steve, Rogers, Steve Rogers will actually, the death of Captain right. America will be versus Thanos. But, you know, Cap has a great scene with Thanos in the original Infinity mm-hmm. Gauntlet when. He's, he just stands up to this guy who's killed, like, half the universe. Um, I could see them killing him in Avengers 3 and then making a Captain America 4, but right. it's not really Cap 4 because it's Bucky Cap. Do you think we'll get the, uh, the Puerto Rico suit? You have the Puerto Rico suit. That's what it is. No, I mean, the Bucky Cap suit was the, you know, remember they kept calling it more of a Puerto, the Puerto Rico. You haven't uh, seen the pictures? That's oh, the, all over the, the internet the, the today. New. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the biggest change is they've, they've added the, um, the Avengers his, symbol his, to it. Yeah, his suit on screen, Steve's suit on screen is the Puerto Rico suit. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the single star, and it's got the stripes oh, I, yeah, in I the had... waist. No, it's on there. He's okay. Captain Puerto Rico. Okay. El Capitan de Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, when I was in the theater for the second showing, when it was revealed that it was Bucky, um, I could hear a couple down in front of me go, oh, my God. That's his friend, and the, the girl was like, "Whose friend? What? Oh, that's the that's the guy that died in the, the you know that they just showed that died in the other film." Oh no way! I was like, I'm sitting there, and you know, and Beth, uh, my wife knows you know the, all about who the Winter Soldier is and knew beforehand. You know, obviously. Yeah, I wonder why. I don't know. Just you know, it's one of those things that just happens. So you mean to tell me that they were like how you are when you see the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? <laughs> The Guardians of the Galaxy trailer in 3D was so cool. <laughs> My goodness. For all of you that don't know, Rich is a little giddy schoolgirl whenever he watches these Marvel movies, which is the reason why I hesitate to ask him to let us go and see it. Oh, bullshit. Because you know what? I was going to go see uh, Captain America on Friday by myself, and you I, got all pissed. I said I hesitated. No. I didn't say that. Because even after let's, Thor let's 2, even after Thor, even after Thor 2, you were all pissy. Well, you could have asked me. I was off that mm-hmm. day. I could have gone. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. And my, that one, no, and my that favorite one actually part, had Guardians of the Galaxy in it, so see, bite me. My favorite part is how excited he is for Guardians of the Galaxy and has never read any of it. I have. No, you haven't. I have. Did you read any of the DNA stuff when it came out? 
Not when it came yeah, out. Yeah, there you go. Don't understand why you're so excited for that film, thinking that it's something that you've been waiting for for so long. I like. I've it. been waiting for a couple I months love now. The Guardians. I've, I since I've when I read them, I, and I've read some of the stuff before, so there I have. And I've some read I've stuff. read the early stuff too, the 60, 1968 stuff, which is really, really strange. Mm-hmm. Did you read all the Rocket Raccoon stuff? Not all of it. Yeah, go find it. <laughs> you won't be as excited for that character. Unless he doesn't talk. Speaking of which, um, they they had uh, the Guardians on uh, Marvel's Assembled or uh, Avengers Assembled cartoon this Sunday, and they changed Rocket's voice because up until now, every time they've used him on the cartoon, he had a British accent. He's been in the cartoon more than once. Yeah. Wow. They had they had him in. Um, they had the Guardians two times in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, and they've had him now two or three times in uh, uh, um, Avengers Assembled. Desperate. But they did. They changed his voice from being a uh, from being British accent to fit more like what what uh, Bradley Cooper is giving. You don't think Bradley Cooper is going to do the British accent? No. Mm. I thought he should do Rock Governor British accent. <laughs> Maybe they dumped it after they thought that Fitzsimmons was just a gigantic contrived piece of shit. Okay, so characterization for two characters that really don't do anything except stand around and go, oh my god, I can't believe everyone else is just here doing all these amazing things. And ooh, we're so British and we just long to sit back here and not do anything. Back to Captain America, Winter Soldier. <laughs> no, let's get back to that. But just, I want to see both of them shot so bad. Sim- I like Simmons. No. I could care less about Fitz, but I like Simmons. Simmons is cute. I can't stand her. I, w- I want to squeeze her neck until her eyeballs pop out. Is there, is there anyone other than Coulson and. May was the only other character May. I like, and she's probably going to kill them all. Which, she, uh, if she dies, will make her my favorite character of all time. So who do you think she's been reporting to? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the other end of the phone. Anyways. Um, <laughs> what's up? Yeah, what's Colson doing? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. You so still, look, you still wearing look, that black jumpsuit? All right. Let's look at the individual characters that we saw in uh, Agents of Shit, or shit in uh, Captain America. We saw, what do you think of Maria Hill in this one? She actually got to have some action. You know, she she got to do a little bit. Hill was much more as she was in comic books, where she's just more kind of take charge and yeah, she kicks uh, she kicks some butt. What do you think about Fury? Because he actually was ac- you know, got to have some action this time. He actually fired a weapon and I the, want that car. The, he fired a weapon. Mm-hmm. Remember, he, well, he, he fired ran out and he blew up a plane and then another plane took off. Right. Okay. And then he tried to shoot. <laughs> and to shoot one. <laughs> See, this is this, okay. This is the <laughs> the one thing that took me out of that film more than anything else. There's Quinjets all over the place, right? And so many of the guys get shot in the cockpit. Yeah, um, there is no way, no way in hell that that cockpit isn't bulletproof. After, every fi- every after fighter jet what went through after what Fury doesn't went matter. Every fighter jet canopy in real life, right, has some sort of bulletproof plating on it. Like helicopter, they, to, they had this in Vietnam. The the the, the Hueys <laughs> in the rounded cockpit. There was glass on the bottom uh-huh. where the pedals were, so they could see where they were landing. When it was first developed, that glass was not very strong. <laughs> right. And as they got closer to the ground, they that's where targets. the yeah, that's where the Viet Cong would shoot them through, uh-huh. and they'd hit them in the leg. So they changed it, and they made it, you know, a, a, a strong plexi polymer or whatever that is at least somewhat bulletproof. When uh, when Winter Soldier Bucky gets on top of the thing, it just like shoots the pilot and then jumps in. And, like, There's no way he's shooting with a handgun. That thing doesn't go through Cap's body armor. It's not going to go through a freaking fighter jet canopy. <laughs> That's the only, every time they did. I'm like, oh, it just took me right out of it because <laughs> it's such a contrived piece for what they wanted to do with the story. Well, they're building it, a carrier 
that is remotely operated <laughs> by satellites uh-huh. that can target like someone's junk and shoot them and kill them. <laughs> but when they get to, you know, they're having the budget meeting like, okay, so armor plating for our Quinjets? No. Well, that's the like, thing. They you... needed all the budget for... Well, for then they should have said something. Explain it to me, Dan. Especially... <laughs> because every time it happened, I'm like, what are they doing? You can't shoot through the cockpit like that. It's Especially how, arm- how well-armored Nick Fury's SUV was. I mean, I want that SUV. <laughs> Seriously, uh, where's the minigun in the in the console option? Did you, did you like the fact that they even mentioned that it does have flight control power or the option for flight? Yeah, somewhat. Were you glad that they disabled it instead of having? Yeah, if it was going to look as bad as it did in <laughs> Shield, Shield Episode Four or whatever, yes. Um, oh, here's Coulson flying through Hidden Valley. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Where another line out of it and it's like well what is working the air conditioning is fully functional <laughs> i was like uh. they do yeah they, again they do a good job of putting those those little lines in there yeah. rather than making the situations that the, the difference between a movie that's funny and a movie that's campy is that your situations are kind of crazy and they don't let the situations overwhelm you you're not having you know my my argument as as i get older that indiana jones on the last crusade isn't as good as i remember it is when the messer schmidt goes through the tunnel while they're driving <laughs> right. in it and he's looking at it like oh what is this yeah i'm going to explode you look at that and that's pure camp it right. has nothing to do with it the lines in it all you know when he uses the the birds to sh- blow up the messer schmidt that's an a- you could actually do that uh-huh. and then he has a line after it and it's funny and that was a really great point so that's what cap again being written that way where None of the action is campy in any sort of way, but some of the the dialogue or the lines that are within it, you know, mm-hmm. give you a chuckle if not an outright laugh. So, <laughs> so what do we think of Falcon? Because Falcon was probably the biggest question going into the film. For most I've people. never been a huge Falcon fan. Um, well, I know we've had conversations of how they were going to do his flight. You know, if it was going to be. I thought a, they a did a good job in in setting him up in that. You had to get history is on the side of the comic books in terms of Sam Wilson and, and Steve Rogers. Yes. They've become best friends because they've been in comic books for thirty years together, Correct. forty years, or whenever Sam was introduced. You have to get past that very quickly to buy the end of mm-hmm. the film where he's relying on him to save the United States. He's right. got to put one of the chips into the helicarrier. Um and I thought they did a really good job of establishing that really quickly. They gave him enough of a backstory in his background with military that he would have a bridge to Steve. Mm-hmm. That they're both kind of trying to readjust. They, they gave him the both world. sort of an out of a time type. Well, not even not, just, it was not, not out of the really time, time, but, just like, but they're trying a... to readjust to the world right. they're in. Steve's doing it because he's been a popsicle for forty years. Sam's doing it because he was. He's really a special ops flight. Right. You know, he, he's got experimental equipment and what have you. He's coming back to civilian life. He's mm-hmm. lost his best friend. Steve's lost his best friend. And again, it's very subtle. It's not, right. hey, Steve, I lost my best friend. Oh, I lost my best friend, too. He fell off a, a train. My guy fell off a plane. Yeah. Oh, we should be friends. It was just a line that you really had to think about it and realize that he watched his best – Sam watched his best friend die. Right. And he couldn't do anything. Steve watched his best friend die, and he couldn't do anything. And they had to continue the mission. They had mm-hmm. to keep going. They had to finish. And once they finished, they both kind of sat there and said, what are we going to do with our lives now? Well, and they, they kind of gave him that, that PTSD military bond. Because you, you see that in the meeting that, that they had. They did it, but they, they didn't they did do it. it. They, I, I was glad they did it subtly where it wasn't so blatant and, and would, you know. <coughs> Iron Man 3. Um, right. 
Yeah, it, it, it's, it they did a good job of making that character fun and funny, but also very strong, very uh, qualified to do what he was doing. And that was you believed everything that he mm-hmm. did, even to the point where he says, "I just go where Steve goes." Right. And they did a great job of not having him overstep who he was mm-hmm. and what he was doing and what he was responsible for. He has his his fight moment with uh, with the Winter Soldier with Bucky, in which he gets his ass kicked. Does it more than one? I mean, he fights them more than once. They did a really good job of putting those three together and having them act like a special forces unit. Yes. And how did you like the actual flight of the Falcon? I thought it worked. I, I mean, you give it, you give him a jetpack, and right. that's basically what it is. It's a jetpack and, With and the, the wings. wings. Yeah, the wings are. are but they did. They stayed but. true to like some of the way you know the the way the wings move to the actual comic book. You know. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. There were there were moments when like the wings go in front of him when he's getting a dive or something like that. It looks like the way the comic book character looks. Also, they they really did a good job of making it seem like an actual falcon would fly. He didn't do enough punching though. He no. should have used that falcon punch. Falcon punch. <laughs> That's all I wanted. <laughs> he should have come down if, when they, when they're fighting on the falcon overpass punch. and then when Steve and Bucky are fighting, he comes down and hits a falcon punch and then hits him. And then they'd have to pay Capcom. And then I'd be like, no, oh, you know what? That's campy. But it was hilarious. The, I mean, I the other it. nods to the comic book, uh, Zola, when when they come into the room, and they, they have... The Again, a really nice job of not telling people he was in the film. Yes. I thought they, they did a really good job of not putting him in the credits, not putting him as a cast... Or what have you? Well, they you. mentioned it, but one time, but it, they seemed to, to be at least for someone like me flashback. who who is. I try not to immerse myself in that type of stuff right. anymore, but I can't help it. My part of my job is listening to people talk about it. Mm-hmm. It was enough of a surprise to me. I kind of knew it was like oh, there's going to be a shadow organization in this somehow. It might be Hydra. It might not. You know, I went through it going, it may not be connected to the right. first film. And then when you see him show up, like, okay, it is connected, and it's got pieces with it. And well, no, so when, it I, was... when I first saw it, when I first heard he was going to be in it, I thought, okay, well, they're just going to do a flashback, maybe something to do with, with Bucky, you know, when he well, was strapped the same to the thing table when we or said, something. When we found out that um, uh, Peggy Carter, why can't I remember her name all of a sudden? The actress that played her in the first film, that she was going to be in it. The oh, rumor uh, was that she was going to play... Atwell, um, uh, Haley Atwell, Atwell yes. that she was going to play Sharon Carter. Right. You know, they were going to put a blonde wig on her and play her as Sharon Carter, and that uh, Agent Thirteen was a completely different character or something like that. So they, they, they again, having that casting news, you know, she's going to be in it. But again, it was just a flashback sequence, and then her with a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. At least I'm assuming it's her. Maybe it's a different actress. That it almost like looked it. like a different actress. It might have been. I think Mikey um, looked like him. Well, it, it was a nice nod, you know, because they didn't overplay the whole, you know, Sharon thing with, you know, she just says her aunt, which kind of, you know, if you know the character that you... Well, yeah, they never mentioned her last name. Right. Which so, was other, the other thing I really liked that yeah, they did. It'll be, again, if you're a mainstream that, you know, doesn't immerse yourself into it, that, uh, <clears throat> you know, when you go see Cap 3 or whatever, and they mm-hmm. say, oh, my last name's Carter. Creepy. Um... Yeah, I think even I even had the hots for your mom. I had the aunt. I had see, the hots for your great aunt. But see, here's the other thing: is they in the IMDb credits they have her listed as, and even in the credits for the film they have her listed as Kate slash Agent Thirteen. They don't mention her as Sharon. So for mainstream people that don't that aren't immersing themselves, Shut 
when she shows up as Sharon, that's going to be <laughs> kind of a Sharon. Sharon, oh, oh look at this motorboat. Um, <laughs> all I, I just take it over, Sharon. They've done it. They take it over, Sharon. <laughs> come stop them. That's, my son Jack. He's got a big head. He's huge. He's <laughs> got. You're, you're talking old Ozzy now because now he can't even apparently. Ooh, it sounds more like Harrison it's Ford just, now. It's, it's just business all game. Shannon! That shit, I was forgot what I was going to say now. Shannon! <laughs> come in to, come and tell my friend what he's going to talk about. Did you like Zola's design? Because it was really a nod to the comic books without doing what? I'm going to do the rest of the show, Zolzy. <laughs> With without going into the whole body and, you know, this is. <laughs> I can't take you seriously now. <laughs> so, Ozzy, Ozzy, what did you think of Captain America? T- I, could, I couldn't see it. It was just some screen. I tried to pause it, and it wouldn't do anything. I wanted to pause the places. Would, like, when you, had your, you had a remote there? Yeah, I, brought, I bring it with me everywhere. I'm afraid if I leave it at home, it's going to disappear. And you know, I go, and... <laughs> When they're targeting, when the <laughs> telecare is targeting, I, I think there's lots of Easter eggs in there, but you, you, you just can't see them. You don't know. Guess you, can't, yeah. you can't pause them. Guess you're going to have to wait for the DVD. There's then. something to look forward to. Shut up! Give me a DVD! I'm Prince of Darkness. I need to get the <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne should be the bad guy for number three. <laughs> He kills Baron Strucker in the first. I'll take another Hydra. Comes back as the Red Skull. You, you cut off one head. You need Prince of Darkness comes. In. I know something about biting off heads too. You just take bite. Take it off. Another one grows. Yeah, two grew back. Another two because it's mutant. No, oh, it's not supposed to talk about I can't that. Can't say that one. <laughs> um. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, early on, everybody kept mentioning online that that. Uh, <laughs> Crossbones was going to be in it. <laughs> we have broken Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yes, Crossbones is in it, and it, as someone, who, I, I'm glad Crossbones isn't such a huge character because I never knew Crossbones' real name, or if I did, I forgot it. Right. So, people that I knew had gone to see it that know Cap lore better than I do, right. they were like, why is why is the bad guy working with Cap at the beginning? And I'm right. just watching it going, that guy's going to turn out to be a bad guy. I know it. I know. Yep, he did. Hey, I was right. I thought I was so proud of myself. I was like, we already knew it. Look at his name. Um, right. Yeah, he'll be he'll be the muscle somewhere. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. The, I, yeah, I, be the muscle. That's going to be the muscle. He's going to pump yeah, himself yeah. up and do... I you remember glad. when I had muscle? Yeah, so muscle I'm have you. I was glad, I was glad the way they, they they used him like that, and um the the other guy with the uh, strike team that would talk, you know that they did, I, they didn't uh, I forget his name now, but apparently that is based off of a Marvel character as well. Hmm. That actually had you know his name in the movie or the character's name in the movie is based off of a Shield agent that's a rogue Shield agent whatever. I just wanted the Crossbones character to get shot in the face. Hey, that guy. I was rooting for him to die. I'm like, dude, I want to see that guy die. Mm. That guy sucks. And then we, they put him on the table. I was like, don't help him. Don't help him. Just, just leave what, him there. What are you doing? What are you helping him for? Bug guy. Um, Trying to kill a bunch of people. There was one thing that took me out of it. Um, when Ozzy Osbourne showed up. <laughs> no, at, at the end. When Jack is big head. He was on that screen. He's there. He's talking about. He's like, yeah, um, Zola was, was Jack. He used his face because he's so fat. It was big head. 
Um, when Fury and Black Widow were in the helicopter, yeah, if I you notice, she changed. But she was back in her black spandex. She wears it under everything. She wears it under. So it's like Superman's just taking. I think it's, it's, it's part of her contract. Off. She needs to be seen in spandex every Marvel film. I noticed well, that too. I'm like, oh, she's not in her office clothes anymore. But right. Was it, I'm trying to wait. When did she have time to change? Well, when when the the, the building's crashing around yeah, you, don't you want to get changed? She's throwing off. But her doesn't doesn't the character, the the older woman that that she was, her disguise, wasn't she wearing a skirt? Yes. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. She's flying the helicopter without pants. <laughs> She's just this is now my favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> She's just in the top half of the <laughs> of the. It's like mm. those newscasters that only wear the suit jacket, and then they just have boxers underneath the desk. So you didn't anything. you didn't answer. Did you like the nod to the Zola design? Yeah, they they did it in a way that it's a nod to it without it being again can't be coffee. a giant robot with, with a big with face. a big with a face in the middle of it and with a, a camera on the head. Yeah, yeah, as a head. Mm-hmm. Let's go camera play. <laughs> He's got a camera. Look at, look at, it's not Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo. We're not doing the Beatles. Ringo and Ozzy. Ringo and Ozzy. <coughs> Help. <laughs> I need somebody. Help, Help. me, Sharon. <laughs> Help me, Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> Help. Um, I've got a remote in my hand. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> it's got all these buttons. So, could you imagine how lost Ozzy would be in this home? <laughs> The 45 different ways to use a remote, and none of them work? <laughs> oh, my goodness. For those of you who don't know, Rich just loves like changing the way to control the TV every two weeks and thinks it's the greatest thing ever. And there's just like there's like a remote sitting there that everyone on the planet knows how to use, and we've just discarded it yes. for some sort of technology that fucking Martians can't figure <laughs> out. You don't like using the iPad or the iPhone? Or no, because you, you can't even use it. Oh, we're fast-forwarding through the commercials. And there's the end of the show because he, doesn't, he can't figure out how to press play. And then they're using the phone to call it. <laughs> I'm still so mad I didn't come up with that joke. Oh. And now we just yell at the TV. Xbox! <laughs> Xbox! Good God. That's, that's what it is. got to scream at the TV. To Pretty turn much. It on or off. Okay, Xbox so One. Anyways. X- Xbox One. Yes. That's what the helicarriers are. <laughs> that's their targeting system. Everyone who has an Xbox Got One, it. hey, we know where you are because it's always on and you're always screaming at it. Now we're going to shoot you. And the NSA can use the camera to look Pretty at much. it. Pretty much. So, yeah, anyways, back to Cap 2. Yeah, Cap 2. Winter Soldier, yeah. Winter Soldier. Uh, did you, like, did you like the fact that, I mean, they didn't, u- they didn't overuse the Winter Soldier in it? You know, that was just, that was like... <laughs> That's a better question for you. Are you okay with the fact the Winter Soldier wasn't in it too much? Well, I do know that my wife went... At one point she got in the movie, she looked over at me and goes, where is he? He's not in it. And then all of a sudden he shows up pretty much for the end. But uh, I was kind of glad that they they didn't need to go too much into the story of the Winter Soldier. To me, this almost felt like it could have been Captain America Winter Soldier Part 1. And then Captain America three would be part two, because you know obviously in Captain America three they're going to have to deal with the Winter Soldier and well not obviously the change they that could he's do something done. else it doesn't have to be True. the Winter Soldier. They could be Cap versus Baron Blood and they'll get vampires in it and they'll cut off the head. <laughs> um, were there any elements of this movie that 
you did not enjoy or that took you Yeah, off. the fact they didn't show the bottom half of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> flying the helicopter without <laughs> pants on. Now, now you're wishing it was a Yui that they would have shown up to the bottom yeah, glass. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, uh, there's nothing really... I know I'm sure some people that were expecting a total action picture. There are parts in it that are slower. Yes. But whereas in Iron Man 3, the parts that were slower bothered me because you kind of knew what was going on or what you should know what was going on. It really wasn't telling the story to me. In this, nothing seemed wasted. You had to go slower. You had them to get to the bunker. You mm-hmm. had to get to the different people that they were seeing and so on and so forth. So... No, I thought I thought it was paced really well. well uh, I know that one of your complaints that we we've talked about extensively with Iron Man three was that you knew before Tony, and you didn't you about the extremist and about uh, the extremist bomb. You didn't you didn't learn it when Tony learned it as the audience. With right. with this, you learned who Hydra was when Cap. Yeah, they didn't they didn't have a, the, the reveal in. Iron Man three, when when you know it's extremist, if you're a hardcore comic book fan, you know what's going what, right. what it is. You know, you you probably aren't thinking, oh, they completely changed it. I don't know what's gonna happen. Same thing here. When you saw it's Winter Soldier, you know who the Winter Soldier is. Right. The best part of this is the Winter Soldier is not the basis of this film. Correct. The film should be Captain America versus Hydra. Mm-hmm. And the Winter Soldier is simply just a tool within it, and they do a very good job of using him just as that. You know, much like Hawkeye was a tool of Loki for two-thirds of Avengers. That's kind of what Winter Soldier is here. He's an unwilling tool right. of Hydra and uh, Senator Pierce. So I thought they did – it was it was a good job because, yes, you're, you're learning it through. Me knowing the history of the Winter Soldier story, knowing the history of the Secret Warrior story, but they're not saying, hey, this is based on Secret Warriors. Mm-hmm. This is based on an idea that Hickman and Bendis came up with for Secret Warriors, which is Hydra has implanted itself into S.H.I.E.L.D., not revealing that, even someone like me that knows that story, I'm starting to put it together while Cap's putting sure. it together. And as soon as you see Zola, and I was like, hey, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. <laughs> um, and Secret Warriors uh, also focuses very much on Strucker. So when you saw him in the mid-sequence, right. I'm like, that's a great choice and hopefully hopefully will be I mean, the there, there could be a Secret forward. Warriors movie that would be easily to develop out, out of this. It's not a movie. I'm, but I'm saying hopefully. There, Secret, I'm saying there I'm, could I'm, be. Secret Warriors? Is Agents of Shield season two? That would be nice. That's what that's what I'm saying. That I, I think that's where they're going. From what they've kind of said it's going to be, that's what it was. Secret Warriors was Nick Fury with the team. Now this team had superpowers, right? But his team was not affiliated with Shield. Right. They didn't have the backup. They didn't have the pieces. It wasn't until later when he gets dug in and the whole Howling Commandos back together mm-hmm. that they start to finally root out Hydra out of Shield start to destroy Hydra as as the organization right. that it is. It's the same thing here. You have Coulson and his team, whoever survives, uh, do you, do you fighting against... I, I think I think that's it's going to be more along those lines with Coulson replacing Fury, of Coulson realizing somewhere in these next five episodes for the rest of the season, Coulson's going to be finding out what Nick's found out is that you've been working for the bad guy, right. in a way. At least the bad guy's been right under your nose. And they can't tell the difference. Again... Subtle points of a larger cultural reference. Mm-hmm. Steve, Natasha, and Nick are working for this organization, and they can't tell who the bad guy is. Right. The missions that they're running are missions that fulfill both S.H.I.E.L.D.'s purpose 
and Hydra's purpose, and now they can't tell the difference. Now, do sound you, familiar? Oh yeah. I right. mean, that's it's, it's all of it. The whole idea of spying in this NSA thing. What what freedoms have we sacrificed? Right. Because two buildings fell down. What have we given up to make sure that two more buildings don't fall down? And then stop and think. Even if we had given this up in 1999, those will still would have fallen. Right. So it's it's a lot of and again very subtly in a film that is about uh, a dude with a shield, a chick with a gun, and a guy with an eye patch punching the hell out of everybody, yep. a guy with wings beating the hell out of people. But it's that as you st- keep thinking about the film, you start thinking about those issues in the back of your head. It, it's really well written for as bad as a film like Iron Man three and Iron Man two is written. Mm-hmm. Captain America: Winter Soldier, I think, is written as well as any of those films. Yeah, or any any Marvel film at all. Steve even has that line of when he's with Sam and they're in the uh, the VA. He even has that line of you know, you know, Sam says, "Are you going? To, are you thinking about leaving?" You know, it's, yeah, no, you know, it's not what it used to be. You know, so he and he said it then, and he said it. I think even with Fury about how we've lost the freedoms, how there's well, he no says more it. This black isn't, and white. This isn't freedom. This is fear. Right. That, that's that's the rallying cry of anyone who says that our government went too far, whether it's Bush or it's Obama or whatever. Mm-hmm. That how far are you willing to go? Right. In a worldwide stage, how far is is England willing to go. London has more cameras than any other city on earth. Yes. Every single inch of, of of public land in in in, in London has a camera. Well, they on. have yeah, they have speed cameras, not even you know, we have cameras in California for at the stoplights and stuff, but they actually which have are speed, now illegal. Right. Which um, they actually have speed cameras that if you're It's speeding, not in the sense of a speed camera. Every single inch of public space in London is covered by some uh-huh. sort of camera. And it's a camera that if it's hooked up to a central location. This is everything that Dark Knight uses. Right. When Batman uses all of the open sourcing, cell phones and cell towers mm-hmm. and whatever, to ping this whole thing and be able to watch Gotham. Right. And he uses it for one specific person purpose to find one p- specific person. But, but this is a government that has the power yeah, to but watch also, everybody. In. Again, the, some of the themes of Dark Knight towards the end. Do you want him to keep having that? Is he the right person to have it? He right. could have stopped all crime in Gotham. Well, not all crime, but he could have taken a huge step he could in even being preventive. Yeah, that sort of thing. And, and you know, obviously, he's the hero. He turns it off. Right. You know, he allows Alfred to destroy it. But those themes are here, and they don't. But they don't hit you over the head. They're yeah. in the background, and you don't think about them too much because the next thing is, you know, Falcon flying through a helicarrier while he's being hit by. Mm-hmm. Flak fire and then trying to shoot the bad guys and all that. No, it's really, really well done. The only thing I can say about this movie that kind of wasn't a necessary part of it was the Gary Shandling character. Yes, I get that. That's a relate back to Iron Man two to show that there's corruption within the government as well. That you I think know. they. I th- that's the thing is they took instead of having to introduce a new character. Right. You. You've already shown that Senator Pierce is a part of Hydra. You've already start to show that Sitwell is a part of Hydra. Right. Instead of having to go through that awkwardness of the person that Sitwell is talking to, this is a United States senator. Right. He's a part of Hydra. He's on committees that would affect superheroes. He's on committees. That, you already know who that character is. Right. Um, they just basically call him senator. By but the way, President Ellis it, has probably been in office for 12 years now. Yeah, I guess so. Um, they 
they use it as a shorthand. Right. Oh no, Again, I get that. Really well, and and that's what I think. It's it's not. But to it me, was, it, it was wasn't more of a needed. device to show that it, it's not just shielded hydras and infiltrated that they're also yeah that they're in, in the government right and that's the 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 allowance of it is because these people are in these positions of right. power. It goes deeper than just Senator Pierce that there's more than one, and so I, I thought it was it was a perfect use of a character that had already shown up right again using Sitwell instead of trying to use. Clay Quartermain or another character, you have someone who you've seen before and you know this guy's been working for well, Shield for years and he's the bad guy. The other thing about Sitwell is he's a character that's a, he's been very likable. He's been, you know, he as much as most people like Colson, as much as people like Colson, people started liking Sitwell because it was almost like he was Colson's partner, you know, and that they had done things together. You'd seen him, you'd seen him interact, and, you, and he is perceivably, perceivably a nice person or a nice guy. So when you find out he's part of Hydra, it kind of is like, whoa, shit, they can per- get anybody. Perceivably. <laughs> get back to Ozzy. Fast, Furious 5, Faster, Five Furious. That's what they called it. Okay, mm-hmm. two more points. Um, or two more things. Then we'll, 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 as we'll wrap this up. One, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we, you, know, you kind of have to talk about it, especially with what's going on with Cap. Do you think that... It'll change into Asians with S.H.I.E.L.D.? God, I hope so. That would <laughs> be such a great show. Do you think that... Do you think that they will change the casting for you know not just because people don't like them the the casting the way that they have it? Now? I hope they change it just because people don't like. Them. But do you think they'll change it to give it more of a secret? You know, to give it more of a superpowers team to give it more. I don't think so. I I think the only thing they're going to change is that someone in the group has been working against them, and you're going to get rid of that character. I don't think there's going to be a big major shakeup in yeah. any way, shape, or form. I think you'll see one character eliminated, mm-hmm. and you may. See a new character. What did I say? No, I wasn't running last week when I said all, all I want Agents of Shield to be is Bill Paxton and and, and Clark Coulson. Gregg, just Coulson and uh, and uh, Garrett Garrett as like you know, oh that'd be such a great show. Bill yeah, Paxton is so good in that show. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so they solve crime. They so solve Hydra crime. Yeah. Marvel had and said Agent Osborne, <laughs> Agent, <laughs> Agent Coulson, Agent Garrett, and, and Agent Osborne. Let's go stop some of my guys. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got Let me get my, where's I, my remote? I figure out how this phone works. <laughs> I, can't, I got a watch that There's no to buttons people. on it. What's it. What do I do with the watch? Shut up! Look my watch! Okay, so Marvel had said that Phase 1 had been led by S.H.I.E.L.D. That S.H.I.E.L.D. was the, the, the driving force of, of Phase 1. And that they, were going, that they wanted Cap to be the driving force going forward. That he was going to distinctively be the leader, be the leader of the Avengers, and it was going to be Cap's way after you know after this movie. This was the defining moment in the Marvel universe as, as Chris the Evans handover. television star. <laughs> Do you think that they handled it well enough? Because there is that line in there when when um, when Nick Fury tells Cap, "Well, you, you're giving the orders now," you know, and he says it, you know, and you believe that okay, now Cap is in charge. Do you think they handled that well? Do you think that that the mainstream audience is ready for Cap to be, you know. Yeah, like I said, it. it, it well, he is a captain. Mon capitaine. Well, they, Fury's they, a colonel. They do a great job in this, in that he doesn't. It, it, differently than they treat Tony Stark, if you go through the whole film, he has no fallibility. 
Yes, that's true. There's nothing that he does wrong. Right. Even when he hides the drive in the vending machine, mm-hmm. it still works out in his favor. He never really does anything wrong. He does the right thing in not trusting Pierce. Right. He does the right thing when he beats up all those agents in the in the elevator. He figures out how to get out. Well, if you notice, Cap, he even Cap lie. is one of those. That's what I'm saying. Cap is one of those characters, much like you. you the way that I think you should treat Superman is he should never be wrong. Right. He always does the right thing. Cap does the same thing. He works it out. He doesn't have the fail, the, the fallibility of a lot of those other characters. That's why in the comics, Cap leads the Avengers. Right. Thor makes mistakes. Tony makes mistakes. Clint was a criminal at one point. Mm-hmm. Rogue had joined the Avengers. She was a criminal. Wolverine's in it now. Right. Cap never does anything wrong. Mm-hmm. The only... Even... Even fighting the Winter Soldier, he does what he needs to do in order. Once the mission is finished, then he tells, Bucky, right. I'm not going to fight you anymore. Mm-hmm. I've already compl- I've accomplished what I need to accomplish. You want to kill me? Go for it. I'm done. I'm not fighting you anymore. Well, even, I did what when, I was supposed to do. When Steve is talking to uh, to Pierce and Pierce asks him, you know, what did what, you know what did Nick Fury do? What was he doing there? He didn't give Fury he was up. Trying to figure out my remote. <laughs> he didn't give Fury up, but he also didn't lie about it either. No, it's a, it's a, he he does he does all the right things in it. He is in, in the film, and they did a great job of it because mm-hmm. everyone says, oh, relatability, people got to have sweet. He's a perfect hero in this film. Right. What's funny is everything around him falls mm-hmm. apart, and it makes life so much harder. He trusts the right person mm-hmm. in trusting the hot redhead. <laughs> you know? Well, even, even somebody who, you know, they, there's that great scene when they're talking in the. Uh, when when Cap and uh, Black Widow are talking in the truck, and she's you know she's talking about how she's the, got all these identities and all these other things, and Cap mentions you know you know she goes what do you want me to be, and he just says a friend, you know he he wants you wants her to be you know, be honest and be truthful and doesn't not put up some kind of facade, and because that's what he's going to give her. So I yeah I, I agree I, I this movie to me it, it hit all the moments that it should and exceeded them. Um, so, Ethan, uh, since we started doing a rating system last week with the um, with Titanfall, or started doing it with Titanfall, and we're going to do ten ro- or best out of ten robots or whatever we're doing, what would you give this? What the hell are you talking about? I guess it wasn't last them. week. This was a few weeks ago. We uh, for Titanfall, we gave our ro- like. Out of ten robots, what would you give it? Because we have the robot as a as our. Uh, so that's our star. So out of ten robots, what would you give this film? <laughs> I can't be a part of this. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Oh. I have to be true to my beliefs, much oh, as Steve God. Rogers. So, which is I funny. To, before we get into that, myself. I got how many shields would you? Give I got to say that uh, Chris Evans did a radio interview recently talking about Captain America two, and uh, he talked about now in life. He thinks about what would Steve Rogers do. <laughs> so, so he's like, he's so immersed w- in the character. W-W-S-R-D. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm so immersed in the character and how good of a person he is that when I do something, I was like, would Steve Rogers do this? Well, that was, that's one of the great things about those iconic characters like that. And something that I think is lost in modern, modern comics to a certain degree is like the reinvention of DC Comics of Superman and trying to give him more fallacies and whatever. He was ne- he's not supposed to do the wrong thing. He always makes the right choice. The whole point mm-hmm. of Joe Kelly's What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way, uh, Action Comics 775, 779, 775, 
one of the best single Superman stories ever is that the moral of that story is Clark's always right. Right. Cal L is always right. Superman is always right. He always takes the right way. He, as he says at the end of it, there is always a way to do it right. Other people can take shortcuts, and he doesn't judge those people for taking shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Which is one reason but why. But he takes it, he does it the right way. Peter Parker. Peter Parker screws up once, and it costs him his uncle mm-hmm. life. He never screws up again. Steve Rogers is that character in the Marvel Universe. Steve Rogers as Captain America mm-hmm. is Superman. It's akin to Superman. Everyone, you know, yes. puts them on a power level versus no. In terms of their moral fortitude, their moral moral character, and who follows them, right. Steve Rogers is Clark Kent, Kal El, Superman of the Marvel Universe. He always makes the right choice. He always which does is the right why thing. the super serums, a superhero, super soldier serum, wow, worked on him, and it didn't work on Red Skull, was because of his moral fiber. So. Ethan, what would you mm. rate this film? This one, I would give it. I'd give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Chris, what would you give it? I liked it a lot. Out of ten, what would you give it? A lot. <laughs> Fourteen. God, my head hurts. Not as much as mine. <laughs> would you Trust give it? Me. Would you give it a ten out of ten? Would you give it a nine out of ten? Uh, eight out of ten. Uh, one I, out of ten. I would give it a film that I really, really, really enjoyed. Like I said, I'll put it this way. It's it's my second favorite Marvel movie. So you're giving it a, what, an eight out of ten? <laughs> my second favorite Marvel movie. I, 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 I don't I don't need your system. Not part of the system, man. <laughs> Seriously. I don't have to be part, part of the system. I'm, I'm not part of the man, man. I can do part of the shows as Zoldy. Yeah, Whatever. Right. So Zoldi. I would I would give it probably There's a Shannon! <laughs> How many wanks would you give it for the Winter Soldier since did did they have to clean the theater extra or no? Thank you. I just hope they don't cut his hair for the next films. I hope they shave him. Off. No, I, I don't want him to go to short haired Winter Soldier. I want him to stay long haired. Uh, no, I'd give it a, probably a nine point five out of ten. What's what's the point five missing? So you're essentially saying this is almost the perfect movie, <coughs> superhero movie? <coughs> yeah, it's not a superhero movie though. But that's what makes it a good superhero movie. It's not a superhero movie. It has nothing to do with superheroes. Well, okay. Superhero. Super, maybe not a super-powered hero. But he is super-powered. The, super, the super-serum. Right, but they don't do a big deal with it. No. They just make him really good at what he does. But you also... What the, the fuck is that? <laughs> the good thing is you don't have to... Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. What is that? Is What's that a wrestling thing? Yeah. Oh, for the love of God. No wonder why you, you like Iron Man 2 so much. <laughs> if it would, oh my God, if it wasn't Mickey Rourke, if it was like Rowdy Rowdy Piper or something, if Hulk Hogan was a bad guy in Iron Man 2, that would be your favorite film that has ever existed on the planet. No. Yes. No, if Hogan was, can't act. No, but like, if Stone. Oh, brother, I'm going to blow you up, man. I'm going to get in my suit and I'm going to fly and I'm going to destroy you. No, but if Stone Cold Steve Austin was in it, it would be. I you didn't like Steve Austin. No, you didn't like. Uh, uh, he, he he loves Steve Austin. Ah, oh, crap. What was what's what's the one dude that you guys all hate? John Cena. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, that would note, that would make Iron Man two the worst movie ever. And on that note, well, but if he's the bad guy and he gets his no, comeuppance, wouldn't you enjoy no, it? No, because instead of the it. marine firefighter or whatever he was in that one movie, you can always follow us on Stitcher Radio. <laughs> yes, I'm going to end it on that. Uh, you can always follow us on Stitcher Radio. You can check us out on iTunes, what, Blip.tv, SoundCloud, 
Also go to facebook.com backslash nerdables. And we're at Nerdables Show on Twitter. And you can go to... You got the Twitter right. So wait, wait. So for the last 39 episodes, he's read this off a script. I want to change things up. He doesn't remember it. Or... He doesn't I'm bring up the script so he can do it the same I'm way. Changing it up. Yeah, bullshit. Oh, by the way, I wasn't the only person to use the www dot. Travis did it last week too. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you can also go to no our website. No one on earth has used that in twenty years and both of you are like www dot http backslash backslash colon www dot. It's actually there's three Right, Alvin? What's it's that? HTTP colon. HTTP backslash backslash, colon. backslash backslash colon. No colon. No, no colon. colon. No well, colon. after the backslashes, it just goes it's to... after the P, there's a colon. Okay. And it's backslash backslash. Backslash backslash. www.nerdables.com. Yeah. That's how you get to our website. You have to type in the whole thing. The whole thing. Just to get to our website. No, you can just type in nerdables.com. No, no, that's not what you said. You said www. Shannon, now Shannon, come, come type in four W's. <laughs> come type in. Which I don't understand why it's a W. World Wide Web. No, no. W. It's not a W. <laughs> oh, God. It's two V's. So double V? Not it really. should be double V. It's like a backwards check and a forward check. It's two. Because it, it stays low. It's not supposed like it if, doesn't if go you all get the way up. If you do the first, like. You're supposed to do it like that. A, a uppercase <laughs> W. That was the difference. A lowercase W a, a capitalized has w? the middle. Yeah, capitalized. Yeah. An uppercase W goes all the way to the top. But that's two Vs. Okay. I mean, I'll give you did that they one. used to do that? Because that's just Probably. a butt, <laughs> which no one can see. But if you do two Us together, it looks butt. like a butt. Could or, be boobs. No, because there's no nipples on it. The that show is, is just off the rails now. <laughs> so, but I just I don't understand why someone needs to look that up. Like, what's the origin of calling it a W? Why don't you do that not, for us? Next it's time. not a d- no. Someone else could do my work for me. You got some letters. Maybe Dandy <laughs> Savage can tell us why it's not a W. Um, well, speaking of which, you missed it. Maybe Ozzy Osbourne can tell us. Well, since uh, since Rich got a hold of him, you know, why don't you call him and ask him? I'm not that good of friends with him. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm RA saying. Go see Captain America. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, Winter wait, Soldier. Wait. Go see Captain America, the Winter Soldier. No, go wait, back wait, in time wait, wait, and wait. go see Captain America. You didn't sound very excited about that. Just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. You got to go see Captain no, America. No, no, no. Don't be gay about it. But you're like, and on that note, go see Captain America. You guys have worn me out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 